There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We're your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to have you as always. And if you don't want to miss a thing, which you definitely don't, because why would you? Um, you're going to want to check out our degree-free newsletter. And you can sign up for this newsletter. It is completely free. And you can sign up by going to degreefreenetwork.com. There is a bunch of cool stuff in that newsletter. It varies a little bit from week to week. Um, but mostly what we're going to be giving you is going to be resources that you can use on your degree-free journey for education and employment, degree-free news like companies that are now hiring or changing their policies towards college degrees, and um, just resources and things that Ryan and I find really useful and that we like. So yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Um, give us a thumbs, thumbs up on YouTube. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about one of the things that is probably one of the most important questions that we get or one of the most important topics that we can talk about. It's going to be a short episode. Mm -hmm. This is probably going to be like part one of like probably a six part thing. We're going to be talking about how to prepare for a job interview Mm -hmm. and there is a lot here and there's a lot to go over. Mm-hmm. So today we're really going to just be focusing on general questions, company specific questions and like maybe not questions, but rather where to find the information to answer certain questions. Yeah. Um, and this is, yeah, this is more of a, just a general overview and a good place to start if you aren't sure where to start or you feel like you've never really done well at interviews before and you're just not really sure what the formal process is for prepping for one. This is a good bare bones overview of how to go about it. And so what today we're going to be going over some things, some exercises that you can do in order to practice before you go to your interview. Mm-hmm. Because during your interview, whatever it is that you're saying, you don't want it to be the first time that those words are coming out of your mouth. Yeah, but it's hard for it to not be. So you got to prep. Right, exactly. Um, like I said, hopefully we're going we're gonna to be making a lot more. We're going to be creating some resources for everybody as well. But let's just get into it. The biggest thing is you have to know a little bit about the company that you're applying to and the role that you're applying to before you have your interview. Yeah, you're really going to want to prep for the company itself uh, because a lot of times uh, you're going to want to know where your job fits into the company and the greater overview of it as well as the specifics of the job. But nowadays too, I feel like a lot of job listings aren't as specific as they should be in what you're actually going to be doing day to day. So it's really a good idea to have a fully a full a full view of what's going on at the company and why hiring you is important, right? Um 
So I think what you're going to want to do is uh, you're going to want to look this company up on YouTube. Definitely any type of material that they've posted on YouTube, watch the videos. Like if the CEO is talking about something, watch the video, but go to their company website, read their news, read their about us, like find out how large the company is too. Because then when you're talking to the recruiter or the hiring manager and you know how large the company is and you know where the major you know, where the major headquarters of the company, you know, where, where that is. And you understand like a general overview of what they're doing and what they're in the news for right now. It's really going to help you because you're going to look like you did your homework, which you did. Yeah. I think that the company research is definitely something that a lot of people don't do. And for me, it just gives you a better understanding of what this company does and how they make money and how they're going to make the money in order to pay you. Even if you're not in a profit center, even if you are at a cost center, at least understanding how they make money and what it is they do is going to really, is going to really help. A lot of what is happening in the job market as well is a lot of recruiters and hiring managers want to make sure that you are a good fit for the company culture as well. And that's what all the research prior does as well. It helps you to prepare for that. Um, what it is they do, what they stand for, you know, if they're a green company or if they, you know, if they care about saving the dolphins or if they care about finding people work or if you know whatever their values are and whatever their mission is as a company are you a good fit for that company culture and you're not going to know that without looking them up and i think there are a lot of people that can do the job most people can do most work they just want they want to find somebody that can do the job as well as fit in and understand what their company is doing. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. And plus it, what that really does too is it gives you it gives you some common ground with the recruiter to connect as well. Um, and if you know, be, because there's really nothing that you two know about each other, but the recruiter knows about the company, right? And their job is to hire for, for the company culture, as you said. And so if you can connect with them, but especially if you can connect with something about the company culture that genuinely excites you, you're more likely to get a good response and a good connection with that recruiter or, or hiring manager. And that, that gives you an edge for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to remember that it's a conversation when you're having these interviews. Like it's a conversation, right? I mean, you do have some major points that you want to hit home. You want to tell them that you can do the job. You want to tell them that you want the job. And you know, you 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 need to hit a certain number of points. That being said, it's a conversation between you and the person that you're talking to, and you have to remember that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we get asked a lot about is like general interview questions. They're like, tell me about yourself and uh, you know, why should we hire you? While we have our answers for that, one of the best things that we've seen um, of recent, at least is Sahil Bloom has a Twitter thread, has a tweet thread Mm -hmm. about all of these general questions And while he doesn't give you an answer for them, he gives you the rubric or the framework in order to create your own answers. And it's pretty good. At least it gives you a a place to start. 
I think it's one of the most comprehensive. Um, it's one of the most comprehensive overviews of those type of general questions I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll we'll link to it in the show notes, degreefreenetwork.com. Yeah, be sure to check that out because it's just good for you to read through them and think about the answers to those questions before they're asked of you. Yeah, um, definitely having answers to the general questions is huge. And I think at a later date, probably part two or part three of this, we'll, we'll give some specific answers to those questions. Um, and it's just outside of the scope of this podcast. Mm-hmm. What we really want to talk about in this podcast, though, is practicing. Yeah. Is the, is the practicing aspect of the preparing. So Ryan is the king of practicing things. Um, and it does... It, proper proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. That's what they say. And there's a reason they say that. And that's because it's true. It really does make a difference. And um, there is a distinct difference in when I would go to go into interviews where I had not really or I had done my version of preparation versus where I had done Ryan's version of preparation, which is to walk around and repeat things that he thinks they're going to ask him or or to like drill those questions with me so that he gets some response and and that I found to be much more effective. Yeah. And so I kind of just go over what my practice looks like or what practice what I think practice looks like. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, when you're in an interview or anything that you care about, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily a job interview, but it can be a television interview or a media interview, whatever. Something where you have something to say and you need to get it across to that other person on the other side of the table. You want to have practiced it before. You want those words or at least that message to have come out of your mouth at some point prior to that happening. And that's where you really have to just kind of say things out loud. And I know a lot of people that are like, no, I did preparation. And you're one of these people. I did preparation and you've thought about it in your head. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And that's where it all starts. You have to think about what it is you're going to say before you say it. But there's often a disconnect I found with myself between the things that I think and the things that I say. And so because I know that, I always need to practice. Mm -hmm. I am like the worst interviewer in the world. I'm like literally the worst interviewer in the world. Ryan doesn't do good on first impressions. Yeah, I'm not good at first impressions either. But he does grow on you. Yeah, I'm not good at first impressions. I'm not. But... And because I know that, I think is the reason why I have become a better interviewer. And it's because I practice, because I know that about myself and I practice. And so what my practice routine looks like is I will have a pen and paper or I'll go on the computer and I will type out the question and I'll type out my answers. Sometimes I'll just do bullet points as well. Sometimes they say that that's better. Uh, they do that for speeches too. They say that bullet points are sometimes better than full sentences because then you don't get stuck if you miss part of the thought and then you can't complete it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I find if I do go full sentences, where that helps me is it helps me get that, it helps me explore that train of thought. 
So tell me about yourself. I would say, you know, my name is Ryan Maruyama. I am a whatever engineer, whatever I, you know, whatever it is that you are. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the industry for 11 years, whatever, whatever. And then if I have written this out now at this point, I'd be like, wow, this is super boring. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, okay, make it punchier. Right? Like, I I am an engineering professional that's been in this industry. This I have a background in this, and this is why I can help your company. Mm. Right there, you go much better. But if I wrote if I wrote that all down, I'd be able to kind of cut the fluff out. Mm-hmm. So if I'm prepping really well, it would probably look like question, answer, and complete sentences. And then on a new document, I will then make bullet points. Ah. Uh. Smart. And then I will use those bullet points to hit um to make sure that I hit them mm-hmm. when I'm answering the question. I see. And what I find as Hannah alluded to earlier, for myself, I find that at at the beginning, just saying it out loud really helps. I can be sitting down in the living room. I could be walking around the neighborhood. I could be walking around the house. Just saying it out loud really helps me. And I did this for, I do this for interviews, but I also do this for sales pitches too. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I have to pitch something, like if I ever have to re- memorize a sales, pit, sales pitch or um, something like that, I'll do this exact same process. Right? Is any anything where I need to convince somebody to, to give me something that I want? Sure. And after I've said it a few times out loud, I will record it, and I'll record and just see how I sound and see where I can cut fillers and cut the fluff out. And this is a lot of work. This yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah. But if you've listened to our previous episodes, you'll know that. In order to get an interview, you need to apply to a hundred jobs. It's way more work to apply than to get the interview. So since you have this interview, you might as well do all this work. And then you don't have to do it again. Yep. (laughs) And you might not have to do it ever again. Yeah. Right? Knock this interview out of the park, do the work, and then you're you're good. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not guaranteed. But it's pretty good. But it's be- it's better it's better to prepare than not to not prepare. Absolutely. And I would record myself, and then after recording myself, I will listen back and see, okay, I'm saying um too much, or I'm not getting to the point quick enough here. This is I'm rambling here, and then I'll just tighten it up. Okay. How do you handle different types of job interviews? Do you do this for every single job interview, or do you use older material if it's for a similar job interview? Well, the material is not really what I'm talking about at this point. Like the content of what I'm saying, like, because, okay, to answer your question, every job's different, right? I mean, you can have like a sales interview template when you've had enough sales interviews. Mm-hmm. You can have a customer service template once you've had enough customer service interview, but these skills and these techniques transcend the job. Okay. 
Or yeah. I'm just clarifying because I, th- I thought somebody in the audience might have that question. Yeah. So you do this for anything. Okay. Like I said, you, you do this always. Always. For every interview. Okay. Doesn't matter the company, doesn't matter the job, doesn't matter if it's a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Once I've gotten it a little bit better, I like to have, and you know this, I like to ask somebody to interview me. And at least I can, if especially if it's going to be one-on-one, I can look you in the eye and we can do an interview. So he'll give me the questions and then I'll ask the questions out of order. Yeah, exactly. And so you just, you know, if, if there's 15 questions that I've prepared for, then, you know, I just give her the questions and then she just randomly picks three of them and then we'll do it. We'll do an interview, mm-hmm. you know, or do pick five. I feel them. like it's mostly, yeah, most interviews are not more than five because yeah. you don't have time. Right. And where this practice doesn't give you like practicing is panel interviews not panel interviews but yeah that too but no more like the conversational aspect of it right because even with the best practice person the person helping you they're just going to be going through the motions because they're not the interviewer and they don't have, they're not trying to interview for you for a job. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a lot of you just sounding like a broken record over and over and over again. And that's normal, but that's good because you want to have had those thoughts come out of your mouth a bunch of times. In different ways. In different ways. Exactly. Yeah. Where I think nowadays what's different if it's uh, going to be a Zoom interview and you're going to do that thing on your phone or on your computer, what I would suggest doing is I would suggest setting up your setup however it is that you're going to do it and you practice like that. Mm-hmm. So if it's, go- if, you're, if it's a Zoom interview and you're going to do it on your phone, set your phone up exactly the way that you're going to have it in whatever phone holder that you have. Ideally, you want it stationary. You don't want to, during an interview, you don't want to be all shaky cam. No, set your phone somewhere. Good gracious. Yeah. And talk into the phone and record yourself while you do it. Uh, sorry, this is an off of the off the wall thought, but um, side tip for anybody who's doing this would be to um, turn your camera off and turn your sound off until the interviewer has arrived. Do not wait there with your camera on and your sound on for a Zoom interview because you just wig yourself out and you look like a weirdo because you got to smile and you're sitting there smiling for five minutes before they show up. And then when they do finally get there, you're all surprised. Uh, just turn your camera off and your sound off until the interviewer shows up and then turn them on and say, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. And then also, if you don't mute your mic, then they you might be talking to somebody and they or might yourself. Hear, yeah. You might be, they might hear something that you don't want them to hear. Right. So by turning the sound by turning your mic off and by turning the video off you're controlling your first impression yeah you can control the way that this person experiences you for the first time right and then you don't like happen to them you intentionally turn on your camera and your microphone exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's a that, that is a huge thing because it is different to do this what we're doing face to face right now and it is different to kind of mono monologue into a camera kind of like how I'm doing to this camera right now yeah it is right like it's different Mm -hmm. and being camera shy even though it is a conversation that is a real thing Mm -hmm. and you especially since you've especially if you've never done it before 
and you're just speaking into an empty room mm-hmm. and you're just like what the hell <laughs> you know so recording yourself in the fashion that you're going to be doing the interview if it's face-to-face recording yourself while you're doing a face-to-face practice with somebody find a loved one find a friend hire somebody to do it whatever you know um find somebody to, to help you with it and if you are going to be interviewing over the phone or on a zoom meeting or something like that record yourself in the setup that you're gonna that you're gonna do it that's gonna help you out tremendously it's gonna get all the butterflies out it will also help you with some of the technical aspects of it as well yeah like Especially if you're using your computer and you, you know your camera set up and everything like that. Yeah, you've tested it. Knowing, yeah, knowing where it's going to be set and how it's going to be, yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is that, okay, so I'll go into more depth in a later episode, but just quickly, you're going to write out all of these questions, and it's going to be tell me about yourself why should we hire you why this com- why this company what experience do you have all of these really generic questions and also questions that are specific to the job be prepared they they might not ask you that exact question yeah right? it might be an offshoot of that question it's, it can be very similar or it cannot be similar at all but you have a talking point that you need to hit or that you'd like to hit, then hit it mm-hmm. and find a way to weave it back into what it is that you want to talk about. Yeah. So if it's like, tell me about yourself and why should we hire you? That can be the same question mm-hmm. or you can give the same answer for that question. Yeah. Right. So don't trip yourself up. Yeah. Don't feel like you use the answer already so you can't use it again. Just bring it back around and say it slightly differently. Or maybe not that, but rather if you've prepared for tell me about yourself and they throw you a curveball and they say, why should I hire you? Then you're like, oh my God, I didn't. I mean, you should be prepping for that. You should be prepping for that question. Yeah. But don't freak out and don't be like, oh my God, I didn't prep for that question. You're like, I did prep for that question. It's tell me about yourself. And then you just give them that answer, mm-hmm. right? But you just say it in a way which answers that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of the way I think of it very similar to sales in that when I speak about sales, I think about you have a deck of, you have a, you're playing cards and you have a bunch of cards in your hand and the person across the table from you doesn't know what's in your hand. Mm-hmm. But you know that in order to get this job, you need to play these cards, that all of these cards down. The game is the order in which you play the cards down. Ah. Uh. Right? So the cards are the preparation that you've done, mm-hmm. the answers that you've practiced over and over and over again at this point. And when this person plays an eight when you thought he should have played a jack you know you're ready to play something else on top of the eight and not just on top of the jack Mm -hmm. if that makes sense no it does yeah yeah it's like crazy eight you you turn it back to this to the suit you want to play in something like that yeah 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 but um 
I think as far as this type of preparation, that this is pretty much it for for today. It's gonna be quick. We just really wanted to talk about the practice that goes into the preparation. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are a lot of interview questions that we are going to get to at a later date and we're going to create resources for you guys and everything but just practicing out loud and with somebody else is huge is huge it really helps yeah definitely yeah um i could tell just from you anecdotally from the times that we've practiced before an interview and from times that you didn't practice I felt like you came out of those interviews. You might not have got the job, but you felt much better about it when yeah. you've, after you've practiced. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's all for today, folks. As we've said, you don't want to miss the newsletter. It's got cool stuff in it. And um, you're going to want to know what's happening because we do talk about companies that are hiring, resources you can use, different tech certifications that we see a lot of potential in, and uh, courses, all kinds of stuff, really. So make sure to head to the website, which is degreefreenetwork.com, and sign up for the newsletter, which is totally free. And then do not forget to like and subscribe because it helps us help you and it helps other people find us, even though they don't know we exist yet. Yeah, definitely. Not a lot of people know that uh, we exist yet. You are in on the ground floor. It's a private club and you are here. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with us, um, we love to hear from you guys. And a lot of times it ends up into podcast episodes, a lot of the questions that we get. So... Um, contact at degreefreenetwork.com is the best way to do it. Also, follow us on social media. I'm at Ryan K. Mariama. She's at Hannah Mariama. And uh, the podcast is at Degree Free Pod. All right, guys. That's it. Until next time. Aloha.